All right, bud. So this is your second time fundraising. Started with Blush, now with Audio Labs. Tell me what works. Ahoy there. You're listening to Product FM, a podcast focused on everything you need to find product market fit. What works and what doesn't. So the first time I fundraised for Blush, I was a bit naive on the importance of storytelling. And my general position was, we're in a big market, we're a qualified team, our product is already getting traction, we're getting clients, but there wasn't a lot of vision. There wasn't a lot of emotions. I didn't, the story wasn't, a, wasn't engaging. It did make sense, but I didn't play that whole vision card. What was the one-liner? If I'm, what was the elevator pitch? Just so I understand what you're talking about. It was a B2B SaaS play where we worked with e-commerce retailers and we gave them a way to access authentic user-generated content from social media. Mm-hmm. And, um, and it was my first time fundraising, so I made a lot of mistakes. And uh, just a while ago, I was looking at my old decks and was super embarrassed. But I guess that's also a good thing to see how long you, you've come. And today with Audio Labs, let's kind of jump to you know uh, learnings. You know, actually, let me just talk one more about Blush. In the end, what made the difference and when we actually fun, uh, were successful in raising was when our product metrics and our revenue metrics were just really, really good. Really. Yeah, we started showing a graph in the deck of our revenue per month. And I worked super, super hard on making sure the graph kept on going up. <laughs> and not every month I was so sure I would make it. And uh, after around six months of constant growth, I would say probably around 10% a month. So it wasn't too much, mm-hmm. but still the graph looked nice. Then we found a lead investor for our um, seed round. So I would say that what, what made the difference was traction. We had traction and we were attacking a saturated market with an interesting solution. Mm. And now let's go to Audio Labs and about the story I was telling you and uh, the very small changes I made. So I've been fundraising for over a few months. I probably met with maybe 30, 40 investors. Mm. And uh, so I, I pitched quite a few times and I always change my deck around. But generally, in the past month, I would say I measure how many times, how my conversion is. So after I get a meeting with an investor and I give him a pitch, how many of those times does he request a second meeting? That's kind of one of the KPIs that I found has the biggest drop, and that's where Mm -hmm. I can improve. So generally, my numbers were 20%. So should I get it it straight? You you track... The, fu- the funnel for your investors. So you send the deck and then you see how many convert for a meeting. And then after the meeting, you see how many convert for the second meeting. Yeah. So there's a few, I think there's four milestones in the investor journey in my CRM. The first is when I actually send them a message or, you know, some kind of communication. That's the first one. The second one is if they actually replied to me. Do, do you do any um, call outreaches or just... A warm intro. Yes. I also do cold when I really? can't find anything warm. Mm. Yeah. So send message. Did they reply to a message? Did we book a meeting? 
And is there a second meeting? And then did they send a term sheet? So there are five phases. And, uh, you know, and obviously as a product guy, I always look to optimize my funnel. And I saw that the biggest drop was after the first meeting. So when I send out the messages, 85% reply. Uh, this is warm and cold together. Cold is probably a bit lower. And uh, from those that reply, another 80% or so book a meeting. You know, some investors, it's not relevant. They can understand that from the blurb or from a few slides that I do send beforehand. And then the first meeting, that's the biggest drop. So I lose 80% of my funnel in that meeting. And then I was analyzing a few days ago, what were the reasons why these investors rejected? And, you know, many of them do give me a reason. Um, what is it? What is the, what's, the mo- what's the most common reason? So the main reason was the market you're targeting isn't big enough, oh. which is actually the, the audio market. So, um, and most of them aren't uh, very knowledgeable in you know, the audio niche. Hmm. Um, so it's growing, it's it is growing my, pretty fast, isn't it? It's growing pretty fast the last two years. It is, but again, this is all my issue. If I'm not able to sh- present the data in a, in a way that they makes them, you know, to convince them, that's, that's on me. Um, so it's not always just the industry. It's just my presentation of the industry. Mm-hmm. And I decided to make a change. You know, I was like, I'm doing this for a few months. I see that I'm losing 80%. Let's try a different strategy. So then half an hour before a, a meeting with an investor, I just open my Google Slides and I switch the order of the slides around. Mm-hmm. So I took some of the slides that were at the bottom of the deck, put, placed them at the top. And I also looked at DocSend, which is a, a tool that kind of helps me understand which slides investors are viewing the most. Mm-hmm. And that helped me understand kind of what are the hottest slides. And I, I just, everything, the only thing I did is reposition the slides. It took me 10 minutes. Just mm-hmm. dragged them around and kind of uh, played the story in my head. Mm-hmm. And then I did three pitches on this specific day with the new pitch. Mm-hmm. And 100% of these um, meetings converted into a second meeting. So three out of three. So three out of three. So three is not a lot of data points. Yeah, it's not, it's not, it's not exactly big data, but... Uh... But that's uh, something you got to work with something, right? But I'm a, I, I did feel different. I felt oh, really? everything kind of Tell me about portrayed it. different. Were, were they just um, uh, more like more intrigued, more questions? Less rejections. So first of all, I took out some slides about the product. Really? You know, maybe some features and some drill downs, which aren't too important to mm. a seed investor. Mm. who's mostly looking at the, you know, the market size and the team and comp- competition. Mm-hmm. I put our investor slide first, which was interesting. What, what, what do you mean uh, investor and, slide? And the team. What do you mean investor so slide? T- so I have, a, I, have a, I have a slide showing our team and another one showing um, the 15, 20 investors that already joined oh. the company. And this is usually at the end. Right. And what happens is you know, they review the deck Maybe in their head, they have some objections, they have some issues, and then they reach at the end. And when they see it in the beginning, they see that we're a qualified team, we're experienced team, there are very serious investors. It's, a, it's kind of like 
they take everything they hear from that point on a bit more seriously. Mm. And that's, a, that made a difference. So let me, so, so let me just get it straight. You started with the, the storyline of we are operating in the uh, live audio market. Here's the market. Here's the challenges. Here's the challenge we solve. Here's the product. That's the team. Those are the investors. And you changed it to something more like, this is the team uh, I, I put together backed by the following investors. And now we are on the mission to build that product in that market. Yeah. The, the previous flow was something like opportunity, problem, solution, product, team, investors. You know, mm -hmm. those, that's the core of the, of the pitch. Of course, there's other slides. Mm -hmm. And what I changed was I started again with, um, so I, start, I changed it to first team, investors, opportunity, vision, kind of a new slide. Mm. Then uh, go to market focus, target market, problem statement. And I barely touched even on the problem, uh, the product, sorry. Um, so that's also interesting. A lot of times um, investors, it's kind of funny because, you know, then there's three main components of a startup. There's the team, there's the market, and there's the product. Mm -hmm. two, two out of three of these will, won't change at all. And mm -hmm. one will definitely change. Mm -hmm. So it does make sense that investors would focus more on the team and the market. Because mm -hmm. that's their constant. Right. The product you're currently building is dynamic. You know, you right. might change it, you might pivot. Um, and what's unfortunate is that many investors make a decision based on the product. Really? So you, do you get, I was going to ask, do you get many questions about the product, the features at this point? If I have a slide showing something about the product, I probably will. If I don't, it doesn't always come up. Um, Hmm. And that's why I also make sure to ask the investor in the beginning of the conversation, before I pitch anything, I ask him, what's important? What does he look for? I ask him the same question. I tell him there's three segments. There's the team, the market, and the product. Which one are you looking for? And, you know, all the, um, you know, you're, most of the smart investors give me the right answer, which is we're looking for a strong team solving an interesting problem. And we don't care about the product too much. That's, right. that's the right answer. Um, and that's what most of them say. But I, but I do sense that even though they say it, they still kind of automatically start asking questions about the product. And if they don't like the color of the button that we decide to use, really? they might have, it might kind of turn them off. And that's why I asked this question because then later in the pitch, if they ask a question about the product, I say, listen, I'll, I'll give you the answer, but you know, just let's recall what, you, what we said in the beginning. The, pro the product right now we're building isn't the, the, what's going to determine if this is interesting or not. Right. And then they agree and, they, and then we move on. Um, so I talk very little about the product. If someone asks me, I'll gladly show them. This doesn't mean I'm embarrassed about the product. It just doesn't mean I want to, I just don't want to include non-relevant factors into this already difficult decision to make. Mm. Interesting. Interesting. Yeah. So I think it's also, it's also helpful uh, when you're trying to differentiate the, the good from the less good investors. I want to say. Um, 
Oh, yeah, you're saying that people that um, focus on the product may might not be very professional investors. Uh, um, that's not the words I'm saying, but I'm saying maybe they're not a good, <laughs> maybe they're maybe they're not a good fit. Maybe they're not a good fit for for you at this point. Um, I'm I'm not yeah I'm not sure if that's the right conclusion. Um, still to be determined. Okay. I think it is natural. I think if I was in the other seat, I would probably also be interested with the product. Mm-hmm. Um, Interesting. But I do, re- I do respect an investor that says, and you know, this happened to me last week. One of these guys, and his name was uh, Yuval Barav mm-hmm. from State of Mind Ventures. Mm-hmm. And he said, listen, I hope you're not going ba- your- to bash him. And, and, and just, I hope uh- <laughs> not. No, no, this is, this is a good comment. Yeah. So he said, I love your team. I love the market you're in. I love the problem you're trying to solve. I don't think the product you're working on right now is the, is the, you know, the highest pain points they're having. I think you should mm-hmm. do a different product. Mm-hmm. But it's still not, not going to stop me from investing. Because you're, you're a smart team. And if maybe I'm wrong and you're doing the right thing. And if not, you'll figure it out. Mm. And that's something I truly respect. Yes. It also reminds me about the Paul Graham Airbnb story that um, when the Airbnb was starting, Paul Graham met, um, met the founders mm-hmm. and he was so impressed that they were able to bootstrap this venture by selling um, cereal right. at uh, conferences yeah. and offering their beds to strangers. He said, listen, you guys are going to succeed. I think your idea of having people stay in someone else's apartment is horrible. Just a horrible idea. Yeah. But I love you guys so much that, and you guys are so talented. I'm sure you're going to pivot to something else. Oh. And that's why he invested. <laughs> well, I guess, uh, yeah, you can, you can be correct 100% of the times, right? So he was, he was right and wrong together. Right. He was right yeah. on the investment bets. He was wrong about his own intuition mm. about the mm. product. Right. And that's yeah, and why, the, you know, when people say. And, and even you guys, right? Even you guys, you started with uh, uh, the uh, club market. And then, like, just that you're, uh, you're not too attached to a specific idea for a specific feature, then you were able to pivot to multiple streaming, live streaming, and other feature set that is just a, a better product market fit for the creators and the audience. Exactly. You know, seven months ago, we were doing a completely different product. And uh, another investor actually mentioned this to me uh, last week. We were talking about, you know, uh, our upcoming round and evaluations. And he was like, oh, damn, I kind of regret that I didn't invest in you guys. You know, the first time you came to me this was like <laughs> seven months ago because he didn't believe in the product. But nothing, he's, he's still of the team and the market, but he let his product side decide his investment decision. Oh. Which, uh, if he would have invested then, his valuation w- that he would have gotten would have been, you know, maybe three x better than the one he's currently considering. Mm. Um, mm. So I think that's why it's super important not to judge a investment by the product, mm. but actually, you know, understand that the whole catchphrase "it's all about the people." While it could sound <laughs> a bit, uh, uh, you know, hyped, corny, it yeah. is true. Yeah, it's corny, but it's true. Yeah. Um, I would yeah. say the, the market and the people. The product yeah. really isn't relevant. 
especially because today, you know, web products can be changed so quickly. You know, we can change something within a week or two. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, okay, so, we, so we've got a couple of minutes left. So let's maybe understand a little bit of the specifics for people trying to put together decks. Um, what what uh, graphs did you see work well and what, and, you know, what didn't? Um, maybe even just open the slide deck and... Uh, yeah, and by the way, if any if anyone wants to to see some like a template for the slide deck or something, um, they can probably just reach out to us and uh, on Twitter or LinkedIn, and we'll send a template. I was actually thinking that after I, f- I close this round, I'll uh, publish my deck on LinkedIn mm-hmm. publicly. Mm-hmm. So what? So uh, okay. What? Yeah. What? What were the graphs that worked very well, and what? Uh, you you expected to work well, but didn't. So I would say there's six um, six things a, a good deck should answer. Six questions mm-hmm. a good deck should answer, mm-hmm. and uh, everyone has different kind of ways to do this. I have I know I know I know one founder that he actually only has six slides in his deck, mm. so one slide for each question. And that's it. Okay, and he thinks that. Um, once an investor says yes to these six questions, he's convinced. Okay. At least in the seed stage. Okay. And uh, the question is, first of all, let's start with what are you guys doing? Right? Mm-hmm. He has to understand w- what, what's going on. So that's mm-hmm. the first thing. Um, is there a big enough market? That's the second question. So whatever they're tackling, is this a big, something big? Is there a big pain point? Mm-hmm. So there's is the, there's the, does the user have a big problem? Mm-hmm. What's the strategy of the go-to market? How will they start this whole? Mm-hmm. How will they get the, the ball rolling? Mm-hmm. So kind so kind of like an example beyond with Amazon starting with books and then kind of mm-hmm. expanding to other products. Mm-hmm. Is this the right team that could succeed? Is the next one? And that's an interesting one because you don't have to kind of convince them that you're the best team. You just have to say, listen, someone's going to win this. Mm-hmm. Someone's going to succeed in this industry. We have a pretty good chance. It could be us. Mm-hmm. And the sixth one is what do you guys need to make this happen? This is the ask. So how much you're raising, what you need it for, what's oh. it going to give you, all that stuff. And... Um, these are the six questions, and uh, you can do it in six slides, you can do it in 15 slides, you can do it in 20 slides, it's up to you. Uh, but at the end, if an investor leaves the conversation with, without these six questions answered, maybe there could be investors that uh, are okay with saying yes, even with five out of six, but generally, you, they'll need all six to say yes. And Interesting. So yeah, that's kind of how I, I look at it. It's a good way, it's a good way to think about it. It, it's not really, I asked you about specifically about graphs, but we talked about the, like, maybe we come back to graphs and, and these like um, stats numbers later. Uh, next time we, after you guys go through another round and then we revisit, revisit some of this. So I think, I think that's great. Like there's just a bunch of super useful tips. So maybe just, maybe just wrap for now. Would be good if we put in the show notes some resources. So, whatever mm-hmm. you feel like sharing for 
the beloved listeners, uh, why don't we just drop Product some links? And, if, and yeah, and would it be okay for you if, if people reach out asking for tips, showing their, sharing their decks, stuff like this? Yeah, sure. And uh, I will post a, we actually did a clubhouse room on this topic uh, mm. a few months ago mm. with, uh, with, with one, one of my investors. And I did, we have like a blog post, which kind of summarizes that discussion. So I'll put that into the show notes and that has examples and, and everything. Great. All right. Thanks, man. All right. Till next time.